Hello, and welcome to The Soul Files. This is episode 9. I'm your host, Lakitas of Teddy. Thank you for joining me. Um, it is March 1st now, or at least the time of recording this. Uh, depends on when you are actually listening to this. Um, so I started this back um, early in January, at the beginning of 2019. Um, and I'm pretty excited. I'm, you know, continuing to do this um, and, and enjoying it very much. Um... And this, um, if you're wondering what this is, um, it's a little uh, project uh, that um, I started with me and my wife. Uh, we call it Geek on My Level, uh, and this is sort of just my little show, um, which is which it's just me. Which kind of call it the Solo Files because um, one, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I got Han Solo, and I also like the X Files, so which is where the files comes from. Um, anyways, I just wanted to kind of give a shout out real quick to uh, one of my little brothers, uh, Tom, and uh, for kind of giving me a little shout shout outs during his podcast. Um, he is part of the uh, one of the uh, creators of Big Vision Gaming, uh, which is a uh, gaming group that kind of started, I think, with um, Bungie or uh, Destiny, and just kind of grew from there. They play a lot of different games. Um, really good group of people. And they do a weekly podcast. They've been doing it for quite some time now. I think they got 100 plus episodes. Um, and it's a weekly thing. So you should uh, check them out as well. Um, but thank you for stopping by mine. <laughs> um, so I've got sort of a... Uh, as I went through and kind of like put this little episode together. It ended up being something that I wasn't going to talk about. Like the thing that I really wanted to talk about. I think I'm just going to have to do maybe like a separate episode. Um, simply because, you know, there's a lot of things going on this week. Um, there's a lot of big news and just things I really want to talk about. Um, so I kind of like put what I really wanted to talk about, um, off to the side. And that was sort of just, um, uh, gaming communities, um, things like big vision gaming, gaming, um, you know, not necessarily the games themselves, like games like Destiny or, Anthem or Battlefield or Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever you want to call it, you know, they seem to have their own large communities, um, which really just, you know, I kind of want to dive into that, um, but it was more into the uh, the other communities as well that, you know, people create themselves, you know, like Big, Big Vision Gaming or uh, the Syndicate Gaming Network, which I've also kind of been a part of. Um, for a long time now, so, uh, you know, and just like gaming clans, which, um, can we find another, I mean, I'm not gonna get on this topic, this is getting way off, um, so I'm just sort of like teasing it, but can we find another name than clans? It seems so archaic, uh, such a, a weird term, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I get it, I'm not saying there's anything, you know, it just, can, can we, can we, find another name for it <laughs> I mean it's a excuse me um, you know like I remember like Call of Duty the clan wars um, it sounds so weird and stupid um, <laughs> just from the term of when I, you know when, I, when I'm thinking of the KKK the Ku Klux Klan and, and clan wars and stupid you know I just feel like I see stupid people fighting amongst themselves I don't know to be the best which really kind of what it is, but um, but they're not stupid people. It's just gamers. Um, but anyways, so enough of that. That'll be a topic or a different discussion for another day. 
um, and a separate episode itself. Maybe I'll record it um, sometime during the week. Because um, my Friday mornings seem to be very busy and chock full of stuff. So anyways, so I'm going to get to one thing. Um, a lot of news here um, of stuff that I'm excited about. Um, and the, the first thing is uh, the big news uh, or sort of rumor mill is that the Xbox Game Pass is coming to the Switch. Um, which uh, it was reported by Game Informer and Direct Feed Games. And it's kind of picked up from there. And that, to me, is super exciting. Um, and kind of goes in line with what I was hearing um, during the, um, the DICE presentation a couple weeks ago um, by Sarah Bond. Where they were kind of just, you know, where she was talking about how Microsoft kind of wants to break barriers and make gaming available on any platform. And obviously this would be huge. This is bringing the Xbox Game Pass library to Nintendo um, using the uh, Project X Cloud. And that was another thing that, you know, Sarah Bond was talking about was Project X Cloud and the cloud and, and you know... That to me is really cool. I mean, it essentially is making, it's using Nintendo technology and system to basically make a portable Xbox system, um, which we haven't had. Um, you know, there was, you know, Nintendo for the longest time has had all the different variations of Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, the, the, the DS, the 3DS. I mean, I mean now it's just the Switch, really. And that in itself is very portable. I mean, you could dock it and have it on, you know, your big screen TV or whatever, but you can also take it with you. Um, so it's very portable. And, you know, the PlayStation had the the Vita or what I, I don't know what the earlier version was. I can't remember what the name of that or if it was just the Vita always. Um, you know, they've had that, but now they've kind of, uh, I think that finally has died. I think it, it, it had its last breath in uh, Japan not too long ago. So I, I think all service and, and um, support for, the, for the, the PS Vita is uh, um, no more. Because um, I think they actually did stop the whole, um, you know, when they have the, the free games every month, you know, if you're a PS Plus um, subscriber, I think they've stopped with the PS3 and the PS Vita games. So... Not entirely sure, so don't quote me on that. Um, but I think I did read that somewhere. But anyway, so enough. Um, so, you know, but Xbox that really hasn't had a portable system. So I mean, this is huge, um, and you know, maybe they'll uh, officially announce it at E3, which would be sort of what I'm thinking. Um, especially when considering that during E3, you know, Sony backed out of it this year, um, so they're not going to be at E3 at in 2019 so really the stage is set for xbox and nintendo to just get up there hold hands <laughs> put their arms around each other and go look at what we're doing it's awesome um and really it is it brings a new you know because you know i'm fortunate enough to have just about every system um you know i do have the switch i have the xbox and i have playstation and so I'm fortunate enough, but not everybody has that. 
Um, not everybody, you know, some people only have one system and maybe, you know, they decided, okay, the switch is for me and that's all I've got. And so this actually is really cool if this does happen where now you do get to play Xbox games and and have that library and not all Xbox games obviously it's just whatever's on in Game Pass which honestly if you don't have if you have an Xbox you really should have Game Pass i mean it you know especially if you're not you know if you're not able to purchase a lot of games um this really gives you a good library of you know okay yes Microsoft right now does not have, you know, the top tier, you know, games, it, you know, as far as exclusives. It doesn't have the God of War or the Spider-Man um, or The Last of Us or Uncharted or whatever. But, you know, it, it, I mean, Game Pass does have um, Tomb Raider games. Um, don't sleep on those. Those are really good. Um, but the games are fun. They, I mean, still, the games that they do have are still very fun. I mean, all the Gears of War, the Halo, um, I mean, even Crackdown 3, which, yes, bad rating, but it's still a fun game. I talked about that last week, um, and, you know, and I talked about the, you know, the rating system on that stuff. So, they have, and they have a lot of other games that, you know, I'm actually willing to try out, and that was something, again, you know that um during that dice thing and I, maybe i did talk about i don't remember if i talked about this a couple weeks ago um but you know sarabon had also talked about you know where you know the game pass itself has brought game you know has introduced different types of games to gamers and where you know maybe you weren't a puzzle gamer you decided oh i'm going to try this puzzle game and the next thing you know it led to a purchase um so they have you know it, it's open doors and i i think that would definitely open doors for people that are you know just nintendo owners and they now get to experience a different set of games that they wouldn't normally have access to and you just have to have you know be able to pay for that subscription service which again is really cool that you know there is that subscription service to digital games um the you know how it all works and you know is it streaming is it do you have to download it on your system that kind of stuff i don't know um but you know that is something that you know obviously you know as this sort of story unfolds and more details arise and come out, you know, we'll figure, you know, we'll figure out, but I, I do like it. You know, it sort of is breaking down those barriers and bringing gamers together, which, you know, for me is really cool. Um, and so I, I think that's awesome if that does happen. Um, it, it is kind of a bummer though, that it did kind of get leaked. Um, so it is just a rumor right now, but, you know, because it would have been really awesome, like, like I said earlier, you know, where no one knew it was coming, and they walk out on stage together at E3 and make this big announcement. I mean, I, 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 that would have been one heck of a moment, and I still think it will be one heck of a moment if it does happen. 
um, even with the leaks and stuff. It just it seems like it just would have been bigger. Um, but anyways, moving on. Um, more sort of Nintendo news. I mean, that was more Xbox Nintendo news, but this one is strictly uh, Nintendo. Um, and that is they made their big announcement on the Nintendo Direct. Um, the 8th generation Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming to the Switch. You know, it's a big, you know, I don't think they've actually had, most of the Pokemon games have been just for, like, their handheld experience. So they really, I don't think they had a Pokemon, a straight, full Pokemon game for the Wii U or anything. Um, so this is kind of, you know, it's really huge. Um, it'll be coming out in late 2019, so... All of you Black Friday holiday shoppers, beware. Um, it may be a madhouse trying to get that thing. Um, or, or either one of those games. Um, so it will be interesting and kind of exciting. I know as a parent of a child who really enjoys his Pokemon games, I'm definitely going to be one of those people scrambling during the holiday seasons to secure a copy don't know which one I'll have to secure, but I'm sure he'll have a preference. Um, as he, as more information again gets released, I'm sure, you know, E3 again this summer will have um, more info on the two different versions, because that traditionally is how it works, is, you know, the Pokemon games, um, Sun and Moon, um, Sapphire and Ruby, I don't, I'm going to mess all this stuff up. Because I don't know, but they all have like a, a, a you know, a, two sets or one set or whatever. Um, where, you know, you have one version and a different version. Um, <clears throat> so that'll be, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be one of those parents scrambling um, to, get, to get one of those. Um, me personally, I don't know if I'll actually play it. It all kind of looks the same, which then, you know, again, I, I think that is a, a debate that is rising is um yeah great there's a there's a full-fledged pokemon game coming to the switch awesome but really where's the innovation like it looks you know apparently you know you know and that's i guess where some of the debate now is becoming where you know they did the zelda game the breath of the wild and they kind of changed and innovated with with that version um of, of a zelda game where you know again it won game of the year a couple of years ago um, because, and it was innovative, you know, whereas this Pokemon game just seems to be just like any other Pokemon game. Um, so, you know, that formula works. Um, and again, it, I'm sure it'll be fun and I'm sure it'll be fine and it will sell a ton of freaking games. Um, but you know, for someone like me, they're, you know, I have never really been interested in it. Um, it looks interesting, but, you know, it's just something, you know, that I would probably latch on to the what's new kind of, you know, side of, you know, are you really doing anything different? Like, what's going to attract me to, to play it? Um, certainly the fans of the series and the fans of those games are going to eat it up and, you know, and enjoy it and good for them. Like... I um, really am happy for you, and I hope you get a lot of playtime out of it. I personally don't know if I will, because um, I never have been, and, you know, again, if you're not doing something really different, um, 
or something new and fresh, I'm probably it's probably not getting my attention. I will say that the map looks kind of cool um, on the island and, and definitely is very appealing. Where it's like, ooh, I kind of want to know what that stuff is. But I may just watch my son play. <laughs> that may be what it is and listen to him talk about it. Um, but who knows? So the other thing I want to kind of get into, um, again, is... I discovered that IGN put on a, has put together a web series uh, called Alien Isolation. It was it's based on the 2014 game. If you recognize that name, Alien Isolation, yes, there was a there was a game. It is in my pile of shame that I have not finished. Um, I think I recently tried to boot it up and I was already being chased by the alien, and I went to go hide and I died. Um, so I'm kind of in that point where maybe I need to find a different save file and start at a different point <laughs> because yeah I have no clue like I'm just like was must have been in the middle of something and um I'm a little frustrated with it so so, so and that was a couple of months ago but anyways again it's based on the game uh the character follows um it's seven episodes long um and basically, they're, um, it, it's for fans of the game, you know, who want to revisit their favorite moments. Um, or for new people who, you know, maybe didn't play the game and maybe aren't going to play the game. You know, they, they but they want to get that story or they like that um, alien universe that, you know, Ridley Scott had created 40 years ago. Um, yeah, it's 1979. Um and it will be the same age as me, which is, you know, a little sad and a little crazy, you know. But now when I say it's the 40, you know, this year is the 40th anniversary of Alien, um, I'm as old as that damn movie. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, it, you know, it's got new animations. It's got the, a lot of the original cutscenes um, from the game. And if you're wondering what the game heck is, it is Amanda Ripley, who, if you recognize the last name, she is the daughter of Ellen Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver. In the very first movie, she returns in the Nostromo um, 15 years later, after the events of the movie, and it just kind of picks up from there. Um, I... I kind of hate myself for not finishing the game, um, and it, like I said, it is in my pile of shame, but I may actually, I'm, I'm torn, I want to just check out the series, I want to watch it, but I also want to play the game, um, but if you really have no interest in playing the game, but you do like the Alien Universe and whatnot, I would say go give it a try, go, go give it a peek, tell me how it is. Um, make me feel even more worse about myself for not playing the game. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah. So, uh, and, and now I know what I need to watch, you know, this year. I, I, I want to watch, I need to collect them. I think I have them all. Um, and I, I need to go watch all the Alien movies. Um, I think Aliens, number the second one, um, might be my favorite. You know, the Space Marines. Um... That might be my favorite, I think, out of all of them, even though, I don't know, we'll have to see. Uh, maybe I'll have to come back with an episode um, where I've actually watched all of them 
and you know piece them together. Or maybe I have to um, actually have some guests on the show, <laughs> figure that one out, and um, you, you know actually talk about and debate. You know, maybe not debate. I don't really want to debate, um, but just kind of talk about you know our, our favorite episodes um, or, or favorite iterations of of Alien. Um, but anyways. We're going to move on to another thing. Um, this one's actually a game. It's called Destiny 2. Uh, you might have heard me talk about it or mention it every once in a while. And just when I thought I was going to drop this bad habit on playing Destiny, I don't think I had touched it in about two weeks. Um, I, as I was putting this together... I went and watched because partly because I saw I knew that they have the, they have the weekly update to TWAB that comes out every Thursday. So about Thursday around 5 p.m. Eastern, they put out this big update. Well, they put out a vid doc on the next season um, called Season of the Drifter, which starts March 5th, and um, I'm now like. I'm hyped. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I am really hyped for um, season of the Drifter, and um, may just like I said when I, I thought I was going to drop this bad habit. Um, I had Anthem coming out, um, other things to play, and this damn game got its hooks into me. Um, mainly, I just saw glowing armor, and I'm like, oh. Glow chroma, yes, because um, that was one of the things that you know I'm you know desperately or not desperately, um, but one of the things I miss about um, the Destiny One armor and the Destiny Two or the Destiny Two armor that I miss from Destiny One armor because Destiny One armor has all these chroma, they looks really cool um, and adds you know just an extra flair to the armor, and Destiny Two has been really lacking that. Well, they stepped it up. I mean, it's not, like, the greatest. So I'm not going to, like, you know, say it's super, super awesome. Um, but uh, the, 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 the chrome of the, the, uh, the drifter armor looks really cool. Um, it's got this little, this, like, snake thing that, like, wraps around your body a little bit. Um, and depending on the different role you play in this gambit mode... Um, you know, kind of determines the color of it, so that's kind of cool, and um, and it looks, it just looks awesome, and I'm, you know, they're changing the way Gambit is. I have this mode called Gambit Prime, and then um, another part to it called Reckoning, where you you actually that's where you go in and get the special armor. Um, and they were actually kind of comparing, you know, just like enemies all over the place and comparing it to Crota's End 2. Crota's End, which was a raid in Destiny 1. Um, there's privately, or uh, private matches. And that's where, and this part of, you know, goes back to where I wasn't really going to talk about it, but then I saw like on Twitter, you know, people talking about Gambit Leagues and stuff. So, you know, with the private matches, now, now that community is kind of ramping up the whole... You know, they're going to be starting just Gambit Leagues, which is kind of cool. You know, good for them um, to be able to have that and be able to do something like that. Because that sort of, like, had died down, especially on the PvP side. Um, you know, they took Trials away. 
um, and just the, compet the, the competitive side of Destiny, the PvP part, seemed to be sort of like non-existent. Um, I think just because you know they didn't the different game modes or whatever. I don't really know. Um, it didn't seem to, I guess, attract the top talent or, or feel like it was well balanced. Um, they're gonna you know bring back the pinnacle weapons again for the season. Um, uh, Thorn, <laughs> it's a, a hand cannon. Um, from Destiny 1 and it's returning which is really cool they've already I've already got the last word so and, and there's a lot of lore in this where you know they're they're bringing this mysterious the nine um, which was something that they sort of entered you know it was obviously part of destiny destiny one but not really in an overt way um, it was kind of buried in the lore that you had to read and discover and go on their website and read all the little lore cards um, but they had actually brought a little bit more of it in, in Zur, was part of the Nine, um, which he's a staple in Destiny 1 and in Destiny 2. I don't know if anybody actually visits Zur anymore. I don't even know if he's worth it. Um, but, um, so yeah, you know, they'd introduced, you know, more of the Nine and you got to see their realm a little bit when they, when they did have Trials. Uh, it was called Trials of the Nine um, in Destiny 2. And so, but that went away, sadly. It's poof, gone, and apparently never coming back. Um, uh, maybe it'll come back later, but right now um, it is non-existent. And yeah, so they're, they're, they, you know, they showed off some characters there. Um, and it looks interesting. I'm actually really kind of... It's one of those games, again, where, okay, look, I know what it is, and, it, you know, yes, I'm not going to, you know, I'm about to talk about a different kind of game in a, in a few minutes um, where I kind of get what I like, um, whereas Destiny, I, it's fun, it's a fun shooting action game. It's a shooter, and it's really fun. Um, it's, it's fun action, and I, you know, like the powers and the weapon play, so, you know, it's really cool. I can't say anything about the story because, uh, you know, it's a little lacking. Um, but at least it's cool enough where, I, you know, I can have some fun. So it looks like I'll probably be diving back into that. Um, but a game that I have been playing a lot recently, at least for the time that I have been playing games, is Anthem. Um, I did stream that last week. Um on my Friday morning uh, Cup of Joe stream. And I will probably be doing that again today. I'm obviously going to get a later start on that Cup of Joe stream. It's not going to start at 9. It'll probably start more like 10. And um, play some more Anthem. And that, again, is a game where... It, I'm not going to say it's like Destiny, um, because it really isn't, and it's not fair to compare it. Um, but it does. It's a Bioware game, and again, it... it for that, it has more story. And it has, you know, I can go talk to NPCs and have little conversations with them. And yes, the dialogue choices aren't as um, as plentiful as, as a uh, regular Bioware game would be. You know, it's more of A or B kind of choice. Um, not like a whole wheel of six different options. <coughs> or more 
um, you know, there, there is just like A or B, one or two, um, left or right, which one are you going to choose? Um, so, which is fine, it, it, you know, it doesn't need to be, you know, have a huge selection, it's just, it's interesting enough, um, and that's what I kind of like about it, like, it's like every time I go on a mission and come back, I've got people to talk to, and more people pop up. Like, unexpectedly, you know, I've got these different characters that, you know, aren't really... It's not like they're quest givers or anything, but, you know, they just seem to randomly pop up all over the place, which is really cool. And they have funny little stories and whatever, so they're they're well put together characters. I enjoy it. Um, I actually like the matchmaking. At first, when it first was like, oh, you know, this matchmaking... You're going to do these missions or this whatever. Um, you can set it to private, but, you know, if you want to solo it, which, by the way, soloing is really kind of hard, at least for me, even on normal. Um, so, you know, but I guess if you are looking for a challenge and you want a bit more of bit, bit of, you know, enemies with the fight, yeah, go ahead for it. Knock yourself out and do the, the solo stuff. I actually like the, the, the matchmaking. Um... <laughs> I don't really, uh, and that was the thing, I, I was worried about it, and again, as a person who, you know, kind of clams up, and I, I'm also one that doesn't like to talk um, when I'm in-game and playing with people, or it's just not my natural thing to do, is to be chatty, and um, chatting with strangers is also another thing where it's like, uh, I can't do it, um, you know, and partly I just don't want to run into rude-ass people. Um, which you kind of can get into with on the internet. So, yeah, but I, I actually haven't had a bad experience, and I honestly haven't really even heard anybody talk. Um, I would wish that there was, like, a ping system or some sort of mm, check-away point sometimes because it can get a little hard in free play to know where the heck you're... I mean, I can just go in a circle and just be like, oops, that's not where I wanted to go. Um, or I did not make any progress on this map. So it, that would be awesome if there was that. that that's probably a little bit... Um, and it's a little disjointed. Um, where, again, kind of like with um, Ghost Recon Wildlands, where you could play with four people. Um, and it's a little different, but... You know, because, you know, you could play with four people, you could play by yourself or play with two people, um, but then you always had the other characters in your squad were the AI at that point. Um, so it was a little bit easier, and you could do it at your pace, you could see all the cutscenes. Um, when you're playing with um, random people, you know, they, they tend to, some people like to really just rush through the, the uh, to the objectives and stuff. So if you're too slow, you end up getting pulled into the area and then you miss the cutscenes and you miss parts of the dialogue, which that kind of sucks. Um, it, you know, so, you know, if you want to make sure that that doesn't happen, go with a group of four friends or do it solo, make it, or, or you can do duos and make it a private thing, whatever you need to do, you know, just to ensure that doesn't happen. I would say if you're doing strongholds or stuff like that, keep the matchmaking on. I think it forces you to to, to matchmaking either way. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's so it can be a little disjointed um, in that way. 
because um, then if you're doing solo, you kind of miss out on the combos and everything else, but the flying is incredible. I do love the combo system. Um, it can be really cool um, with the different abilities of the different javelins, and putting those all together, it, it looks really cool, especially the fight in the fight scenes. Um, but like I said, with the um, it can get a little, um, you know, I, I'll be honest, there are times where, you know, when you're playing with others and you're in the fort and you're all talking and doing your thing and talking to your NPCs, sometimes you might be sitting around waiting. I mean, you know, for a good chunk of time while you're waiting on your buddies to finish up whatever they're doing. And I think that for me personally, you know, it can be kind of distracting. I mean, not to say I don't mind playing with people. I love, you know, I've been playing with my brothers, we're playing with my wife. And, again, if you're listening, I do enjoy playing with you all. Um, and it's, you know, and it's totally fine. But at the same time, I, you know, I do like just going at my own pace. Um, and, you know, when I'm ready to go, I want to be ready to go and go. Um, which, so I like that part of it. Where That's why I'm saying I don't mind the matchmaking piece of it. Um, as, much, as much as I thought it was really going to be... I was very hesitant about the matchmaking um, when it first came out, or even when I first heard about it. Um, so again, I, I do like that. Um, I will say the free play again, um, where you just kind of get to roam around the map. It it's it can get a little lonely. Um, again, that is matchmaking. So, but it's only up to four people. So, you know, I, I wish maybe there were more players allowed into that area, but. Eh. You know, it is what it is. Um, it'll be interesting to see how I haven't finished the story or anything. I know there are people that have, that have gotten all to level 30 and are doing Grandmaster levels and all that other stuff. <clears throat> but um, it, it'll be interesting to see how this game evolves over time. Where, say, like the game I was talking about earlier, Destiny 2, where that game has completely evolved. Um, and, you know, they even hinted at, you know, that... You know, this is starting to begin, you know, showing the signs of uh, a destiny that is completely controlled by Bungie. So that's sort of exciting, you know, thing for them. Whereas, you know, Bioware, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Anthem, how they evolve Anthem over time. And, you know, you know, am I going to have no more NPCs to talk to, you know, after I finish the game? It's just going to be kind of this quiet lonely little place now. Like, I don't know. So I have no clue how to really judge it at this point because I'm not there yet. But <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how, if they, you know, as they add things to the game and evolve. So I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they do. I, I kind of hope that they continue to breathe life into it. And um, we'll see where it goes. It's only been out for... Officially, it's only been out for like a week. Um... And a half, maybe? I don't... What is it? It was last Friday, so it was just a week. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, I did see a movie. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> and I was trying to, like, see a movie every week and talk about it, but um, I haven't really gone to the movies lately. But I did. I went to see Alita Battle Angel, and I'll say, you know, what? Good movie. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I didn't know quite what to expect. Um, being that it was based off on anime or manga or whatever it is, um, which I think was partly the reason why she, Alita, was CGI, 
um, just to make, you know, to kind of do something with our eyes. Um, I had no problem with it. It, it was a good movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I hope they have a sequel to it. I mean, the way it ended, I'm like, poof. Can I have some more, please? Um, I, I, I wish there was more fighting, really, because it's just the, the fight scenes were kind of were pretty cool, and I enjoyed it. So we'll see. And my only other topic, really, um, really no parenting thing this week. Um, no, no, uh, no, no stinky child uh, comments or anything like that. Um, but. Um, we'll see. We're, we're making my child long. Actually, I do, I guess. <laughs> Didn't write this one in there. No, I'm getting a little long in the uh, episode here. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we're, we're going to make my child a little bit more cleaner. Um, as he decided, or actually, uh, he wants to have the Xbox in his bedroom. Because um, he wants to take advantage of his desk and his, his gaming chair that he has. Um, which... Yeah, it's weird. He has a gaming chair, but no, uh, no computer or anything. And he has a desk, a nice desk, um, and it lights up and stuff. Um, but he can't really use it because <laughs> there's nothing there. It's no computer. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be uh, little dude's gonna have some chores. I mean, more chores. I mean, he has some pretty simple chores, but um, he's gonna have some more. And, yeah, I mean, it won't be a permanent thing. It'll, you know, just be, I think, on the weekends. Um, because there should be no reason for him to be holed up in his room all day long, every day of the week. Um, you know, that's probably what I did. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but um, I hold up in my room a lot as a kid, as a teenager, probably, I think. I don't remember. Um <clears throat> I'm like 40. I don't. I don't remember those days anymore. It's, it's gone from my mind. Um, I do remember some of the stuff. I'm just being stupid. Um, but yeah, no. I, I, he's um, as I'm staring into his room right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's gonna have some chores and and be a little bit more cleanlier to my satisfaction and some more chores. And, yeah, he'll uh, be able to keep that little Xbox in there on the weekends only, you know, to enjoy a little private time um, playing with his friends and stuff. Which would be kind of cool, I think, for him. Not for me, but for him. Um, but just sort of, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's coming into his own. I mean, he's about to turn 12, and he's a tween, and, you know, he's going to get to his own little person. And, yeah, cool. Um... So go from there. But um, the other thing I wanted to, you know, touch upon was, was more movie-related, and that was the news that, um, it's more news-related, but um, obviously I have, I have thoughts on it, um, is that Rotten Tomatoes um, is kind of eliminating the ability for users to leave reviews of movies that haven't been released. And it was sort of, a, a you know, in reaction to Captain Marvel, um, where, and let's you know, be completely clear. They're not leaving ratings. So, you know, like Rotten Tomatoes obviously has the, the tomato meter, you know, and, and, you know, gives a percentage, you know, 90%, 97%, 50%, 30%, 2%, you know, totally rotten, um, you know, or fresh or whatever. <clears throat> so, you know, based on user that have actually seen the movie, 
Um, maybe they haven't seen the movie. I don't know. But um, so what people were doing was it still has the want to see, don't want to see, or interested, not interested, or, or however it works. Um, so it's not an actual rating. Um, so I think that's a little weird that you know thing for them to to say because it is a bit nuanced. It's really. Do you want to see it or you don't? Do you have an interest in it or no interest in seeing it? And then you can leave a comment. And what it was is people were, were you know, chiming in, um, flooding the Captain Marvel section with, um, you know, they don't want to see it and writing stupid stuff unrelated to the movie. It's like, I mean, some people try to be like, oh, I hate the cinematography, it looks bad, and blah, 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 boring plot. It's like, wait a sec, time out. <laughs> you haven't seen the movie. You can't tell me you cannot base cinematography solely on a two-minute trailer. Like, that is a spliced-together thing. And some of those scenes probably aren't even in the movie. I mean, especially Marvel, they're kind of known for putting things in their trailers that aren't actually in the movies. A lot of movies do that. There's been things where I've seen in the trailer... And go watch the full movie, and that scene wasn't in there. So these are pre-cut things. You can't sit there and talk, you know, talk about the cinematography, and don't talk about the plot. Like, look, let's be real. <laughs> these action movies, these Marvel movies, they all have the same stupid plot. Okay, they had the same plot. It's nothing different. It's just a different way of telling a story. There's a good guy. There's a bad guy. There's some drama there's uh, you know some conflict there's a personal struggle there's maybe you know obviously people to save and there might be some inner turmoil or some inner demons to conquer and it's all the same shit okay <laughs> so through marvel movies man they're comic books it's all the same um just told in a slightly different way um, with some different characters. Sometimes the same characters. But anyway, so, you know, yeah, I mean, that whole movement to, to do that was just dumb. Um, and and <laughs> I, I'm not even going to read the comments. Because I went through, I was like, oh, is this real? Did they really, like, leave bad ratings? And then I realized, you know, and then when I actually went to go look at it, it turned out that it was really just the want to see or not to see and then leave comment. And there was actually no rating associated with it. Um... So, yeah. <laughs> but I did read the comments, and, you know, it, it was just interesting because once it kind of was aware that, you know, these group of, you know, snowflakey... Because that's really... I mean, one of the comments that made me laugh was, like, who are the real snowflakes now? Um, <laughs> and you call liberal snowflakes, um, where it's just conservatives all bent out of shape because, you know, the, the lead actress said some junk, and y'all got offended and so hurt that you had to go to the website and leave bad ratings oh my gosh how lame are you um like seriously um but anyways so I, i'm kind of glad that rotten tomatoes is, is, is stopping that and not allowing that to happen on ga on movies that haven't been released because really should you be commenting on a movie that hasn't been released probably not Especially if you're going to leave dumb comments and try to, to leave some sort of critiquing of the movie. I mean, 
it, you know what, you, you see your movies when you want to see your movies, you base it on whatever you want to base it on. It's not going to stop you from going on to Twitter, Facebook, doing podcasts and talking about movies and games that, that obviously haven't been released yet. Um, and speculating. I mean, you can do that amongst yourselves, it's fine. Um, but, you know, like on a, on a ratings website, it's a little odd that you're doing that. Um, so, again, I, I, you know, good for them. That's no violation of anything. It's, they're a private company and they don't want it on there. They don't have to have it on there. But, um, yeah, so that will kind of wrap up this episode. Um, uh, I've droned on now for about 45 minutes and in a little bit longer than I, my normal level. I had to keep it around 30 minutes. Um, but this week it kind of dragged on. There was a lot I wanted to talk about. It was sort of unexpected, some of the, uh, information. I mean, uh, my, I, bleh, uh, it will try to, to do that episode, um, about gaming communities, um, just cause I want to talk about it. it. It's something that, you know, is of, again, of, is of interest of mine. Um, I had written an article for the Syndicate Gaming Network about it, like the good, bad, and the ugly, um, of gaming communities, and I kind of just, you know, I want to, like, touch on it again. Um, just sort of because it's, you know, been kind of picking at me in the back of my mind. And I, I you know, I kind of want to get it out, but I kind of got distracted. And on um, other things as I was preparing for this episode, and kind of went way off base with the Xbox and Switch. I just wanted to hit that, and then I was like, ooh, Pokemon. And then I hit that vid doc on Destiny 2, and it was all over. And I obviously wanted to talk about Anthem. Um, so I was just all over the place. Sorry about that. Uh, I do promise to do that episode at some point. Um, because I do want to talk about gaming communities. Um, and I, and, and also just to be fair and, and upfront, I am not airing dirty secrets of any gaming community I've been a part of. I'm not airing dirty secrets. I'm not naming names. Um, you know, you might, you know, depending on how I phrase things and word things, you might be able to put two and two together and know who I'm talking about. I'm going to really try to avoid talking about people and the people in these communities out of respect to them. Um, and like I said, I'm not airing, uh, not intending to air dirty laundry because, yes, there are going to be there are some unpleasant things in gaming communities in general. Um, so I, I'm not there, uh, it's not there to call people out, um, and, and certainly not to point fingers at specific people, um, uh, you know, just it, more in a general sense of, of these communities and stuff. Um, but again, I want to, uh, give a thanks out to my brother Tom and Big Vision Gaming for the, uh, the shout outs the past couple, uh, of their episodes. Uh, I do appreciate it. Um, and like I said, if you haven't checked theirs out, they have a big vision gaming weekly podcast where they kind of talk about similar things. Um, though they seem to be more on the, uh, they, they love talking about their anime. You, if you want some good anime talk, you, you need to go get those episodes where, you know, Tom and Tar are talking. Um, and Tom, you, you have some resilience to, I don't know if resilience is the right word, dude, but you know, you're given you're giving an anime 60 episodes before it really gets good. Whew, man, that's, that's some dedication there, man. <laughs> Seriously, I would have given up after five. Um, but yeah, so oh, and they do a lot of collector's talk, like on toys, like 
yeah. So, <laughs> and, and that's not a knock. That, that's, that, that, you know, makes me want to go out and buy toys. Um, but yeah, no. Um, check them out. But again, I appreciate you all stopping by and listening uh, to the Geek on My Level um, podcast, uh, which I call Solo Files. Um, I do this every week. Um, I've been doing it pretty strong. And uh, probably the best thing you can do is, you know, you know, like, share um, with people. Um, you can hear this uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and, and pretty much anywhere else that you can kind of, you know, get podcasts. I record this on Anchor. So if you are on Anchor, you can leave a message. Um, there's like a little voice thing. Um, if you have questions or if you want me something for me to cover in the uh, the coming weeks I seem to not run out of topics um, to talk about which is kind of fun and, and interesting because I was always worried that I'm like I'm going to run out of things to talk about um, but no I don't ever seem to have run out of things to talk about and um, yeah so you can catch uh, the Geek on My Level we have a Facebook page uh, Geek on My Level there's Geek on My Level on Twitter it's all one word um, I am Lucutus of Teddy uh, Lucutus of underscore Teddy on, at Twitter. Um, I also have a stream. Uh, we stream on Mixer, and I stream with one of my brothers from Big Vision Gaming, uh, Tom, and we stream together. We have a little co-stream on Mixer, so you can see my perspective and his perspective. Um, and so you can catch me out on Mixer at Lucutus of Teddy. And I also do a show on Fridays, Friday mornings, and from like ten to noon. Or sometimes 9 to 11, just depending on how long I, it takes me to record this and put things together. And obviously, this week I'm running a little slow. <laughs> Actually, I'm running a little long. Um, but yeah, so thanks for stopping by. Thanks for putting up, putting up with my voice for like 50 minutes. Uh, you can catch on all the other episodes um, on whatever service you are providing. Just look up Geek on My Level. And you'll find all the solo files. This is number 9. Peace out, game on, and thanks for listening.